Hello, this is Discover, and we take customer service very seriously. We know that if you have a question or concern about your credit card, that's a serious matter, and you need to talk to a real person about it. So we offer around-the-clock access to seriously talented representatives in the USA. Again, it's a serious endeavor. The only funny thing about it is Bob. If you call us and Bob answers, you're in for a treat. Get 100% U.S.-based customer service and talk to a real person day or night. Discover exceptionally common sense. You know when you order a new video game or a golf club or a blender and then it arrives at your door, you get a little thrill. Imagine how much more thrilling it is when you order a new car. With Nissan at home, you can shop for the perfect ride and order it without ever having to go anywhere. Sure beats a golf club or a blender. Buy a new car entirely online with Nissan at home. Deliver direct from dealer to driveway. Thrill starts here. Services may vary at participating dealers subject to applicable law. See dealer for details. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to the West Coast Sports Podcast. I'm your host, Richard Frias Guzman. And in today's episode, I'll actually be doing um, a Lakers podcast. I'll be doing a, one that's centered around the Lakers as they actually won tonight. Uh, they ended up winning. They ended up beating the Houston Rockets on Halloween night uh, for it was actually their fourth victory, bringing the bringing their record to four and three. Uh, so got a good chance there. Got a good way to celebrate uh, Halloween there. So the final score was actually 95 to 85. Uh, so I'll just be doing a little bit of a breakdown uh, on the game, just kind of overall, just let you guys know what I what I ended up le- uh, watching or what I ended up picking up on while I was watching the game. Um, let you know a couple people that stood out, a couple performances, a couple things that just kind of stood out from the game overall as well. Um, so we'll just get right into it here, guys. And just before I actually um, talk about the game here, I do want to just quickly mention to you guys that you can find me on Instagram. You can find me on Twitter. It's going to be at West Coast Pod 702. Again, that's West Coast Pod 702. Plus, you can hit me up on my email address. That's going to be at West Coast Sports Podcast at gmail.com. Again, West Coast Sports Podcast at gmail.com. Hit me up on there. Any kind of questions? Let me know how I'm doing. Let me know if you like in the podcast. Um, and again, please let any any friends, family members know about the podcast that they're Laker fans, Dodger fans, Raider fans, uh, Golden Knight fans. I'll be starting to do more podcasts on them as well now that the season is underway. So without without further ado here, guys, or to kind of shut me up about all that, let's get right into the game here. So as I mentioned, Lakers ended up, ended up winning 95 to 85. Now, the first half was not quite that close. Um, it was definitely a thing. I think we ended up keeping them under like 37 points and it was almost right around half time. I actually, I think that might've been around right around the halftime score. If I'm not mistaken, uh, around 37, 30 something, um, we kept them like under 45 points if I'm not mistaken. Um, so it was definitely a good, a good performance when it came down to it defensively. Now, of course the Rockets definitely helped out. They ended up their number two, I think, or, or they're leading the league in turnovers that they commit. Uh, so we ended up taking full advantage of that when it came down to it. You know, the Rockets overall just had a really, a really hard time when it came down to that. Uh, overall, I mean, um, it was like a tale of two halves, if anything. You know, when it comes down to it, we had a, that comfortable lead. Second half, it looks like the Rockets. I mean, they're just a young team that, as I mentioned, these young teams are not going to lay down. They're not going to go ahead and just roll over and die whenever they're down or something like that. You know, it's it's definitely a different kind of kind of a season when it comes down to that similar to okc you know i don't want to bring up that horrible game but it's 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 gonna be a thing that needs to be in the back of their heads you know they don't want to have that happen you know if, if you have a game and then you think that 
it's definitely winnable, then go out there and win it, you know, <laughs> especially when it's a team that you know is not meant to hang around with you guys, especially with the talent that we have on the Lakers squad. So we'll get right into, uh, so we'll talk a little bit more about the defense here, guys. The things that kind of stood out to me, and now as mentioned, of course, there was a lot of um, turnovers that the that the Rockets committed. Now, I'm not going to say that it was just them that, that just kept on making mistakes or anything like that. We found ourselves in, or I don't want to say we, I want to say the Lakers, and they're finding themselves in really good position. Now that I'm actually doing the podcast here, guys, you guys are going to, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try my best here to, you know, a little side note here. I'm going to try my best not to say we or they or, you know, I'm not going to, or we, when it, when I refer to or us as the Lakers or any of the other teams, especially I want to be the, a little bit more professional with it. You know what I mean? So uh, Lakers, they actually had, they actually performed really well on defense on this, uh, on this game overall. Uh, as I mentioned again, Rockets did not help out or did not help themselves out when it came down to it. But the Lakers were able to go in and find themselves in great position to, you know, jump passing lanes, to go ahead and provide some blocks, you know, to go ahead and give, get some really nice steals that got them in transition quite a bit. And, you know, it was it was really just, um, you know, just, just an overall good defensive game, you know, whether if it was, you know, Rockets kind of helping out with that or whether if we were just looking better on defense. But Overall, you get to kind of see what this team would look like on on the defensive side, and especially with AD. If some of you guys didn't catch the game, they ended up changing the roster around. AD starting at the five, we had Avery Bradley starting at the two spot, and Kent Bazemore starting at the three. So moving Bron down to the four, and Russ and, and Russ still being the the point guard there. And it was it was a good change. I I got to give it up to Frank Vogel. I got to give it up to Coach Vogel on that one. And um, you know, of course, we're still re- still missing a couple uh. You know, we're still missing a little bit of um of our key pieces or key rotation guys when it comes down to like THT, when it comes down to Ariza, uh, when it comes down to uh, Kendrick Nunn. You know, you we definitely want to see these guys out there. But you can kind of see even with the team that's that's out there now, how Frank Vogel is kind of picturing our roster or our lineups to kind of be, especially even on that second unit. If you guys didn't catch it, um, we ended up putting out a different second unit out there with uh. DeAndre Jordan not starting and with Dwight Howard not playing this game, it um, allowed DeAndre Dor- Jordan to end up playing or to play on that uh, on that second squad there with, uh, I believe for the majority of the time it was Russ. I want to say it was uh, Monk. God, I'm trying to remember now. Um, I, I believe it was Kendrick. Na- no, my bad. What the hell am I talking about? It was uh, Malik Monk, Russ. I want to say it was like Bazemore out there or Austin Reeves. Then it was either Melo or AD and then DeAndre. So you really didn't have too much clunkiness when it came down to it. DeAndre Jordan was really the only true center in that during that uh, lineup that was out there. Melo being more of a of a slow-footed three or slow-footed four but that is able to get shots and is and just get buckets. And then you have the same kind of thing when it comes down to AD, but, but he's not so slow-footed. And then you have uh, two lockdown shooters and guys who can provide some defense. Now, the only thing, of course, um, Monk has shown his, uh, you know, his, his, in, his inefficiency when it comes down to the defensive side, which is, you know, overall, we, I think we, I think he has some improvements in there that he can definitely go to work on. 
and it is just going to take a little bit more time. Um, I, a, a few games back, I think one of the main things that I like the most about it is that or his defense or yeah, what he provides on defense is his awareness. There was, um, I want to say it was San Antonio who was trying to take advantage of Carmelo Anthony and his foot speed and that they would at times try to switch a, a speedier guard on him. And I noticed that Malik Monk would actually notice that and he would rush over there to help him out and let and kind of, you know, say like, ah, oh, you guys ain't going to be doing this to Melo. You guys are not going to allow Melo to just get get to get on some skates and to and, and allow you to just drive on past them. So it's definitely some so you definitely see his um, the capability of being able to play defense or his, um, you know, you definitely see some sort of foundation there that maybe Frank Vogel and some of the other coaches can work on. So where they're maybe not having like the other guys are not having to, you know, cover for him or something like that, you know, but overall, it's going to take some time. You know, as I mentioned, we still have a couple other guys who are still waiting to come on back. But overall, you kind of see what Frank Vogel has in pictured. For this team and of course there's still going to be some changes still going to be some little tweaks here and there that are going to be coming up especially as we get closer to the um uh, to the trade deadline or or to the all-star break so guys uh as well the couple things that i wanted to mention here of course the roster changes um you know we ended up i kind of mentioned that already you know avery bradley played amazing when it came down to it can be can Bazemore provided that defensive um attackness it, it really allowed the the guards or the guys on the perimeter to provide more ball pressure, you know, to be able to, you know, funnel the guys down to the paint. It allowed AD to go ahead and play his role. Um, you know, it, it really, you just kind of kind of see the, the overall picture when it comes down to all that. Now, let's go ahead and talk about AD at the five. I was super excited to go and see that. And you can kind of see that Vogel, he's, you know, there was even some talks about it, you know, over the offseason and even as well during the um, uh, during the preseason, if the Lakers were actually going to be playing AD at the five and so on and so forth. And you get to kind of see what that's going to look like now, now that you actually get a game with AD starting at the five. And it looks like overall Frank Vogel's trying to put that out there whenever they're going up against a team who doesn't necessarily have a true traditional big or something like that, or maybe a smaller five. I would definitely want to go in. I'm definitely excited to see that moving forward, but I would want to see maybe Frank Vogel put it out there. Maybe even if it's in the fourth quarter, whatever, to have him play against like uh, Rudy Gobert or Jokic or Embiid, like one of the bigger fives, one of the bigger centers in the league to see how he kind of compares or how he, how he matches up with them, you know, because with that, um, weight gain i think he i don't know whether if he you know increased muscle or i don't know what it was but he had a bit of a weight gain over the off season and he looks just bigger overall you know when i see him so i mean dude definitely has a uh, it's definitely going to be exciting to see what he what he's going to be able to do moving forward so guys just to go in and talk about some of the players and everything just to shout out some of them uh we're going to start off with Braun. i know i talk about Braun a lot on this on this podcast and everything here guys but Braun still got it. That weight gain or that weight loss that he had a little bit um, in the in the off season, it was it wasn't much because he was weighing like 75. He's like more like at 250 now, or he was right like at 65. He's more like 250 now. So he had so he had a little bit of weight loss, and that definitely helps out where he's a little bit springier. He jumps a little bit higher now. You can definitely see it. So definitely excited uh, to see. I mean, this dude's in year in season 19. I haven't seen 
guys maintain their athleticism for this damn long. But this guy is just incredible. He's amazing. And then, of course, you have AD. AD ended up uh, looking. And AD at the five looked pretty damn good when it came down to it. It looked really good, you know. And again, I can't wait to go in and see exactly what's, what it's going to look like moving forward. Uh, Russ ended up playing a great game as well. Uh, he pretty much, I, I mean, he came up to a close triple-double. He had uh, 20 points, 8 rebounds, 9 assists. He was a plus 25 for the night, so he ended up playing a great game when it came down to it. Uh, Melo, Melo's another guy who still got it. He led the lead, the, the team, in, uh, or he led the Lakers in scoring with 23 points today. So, I mean, I know that that's a little bit of points. You know, Russ came up with 20, I believe. AD was right like at 16 and Braun I think even had like 13 or something like that so it was kind of weird seeing some of those numbers for some of the players but overall you know you had um great sharing it was a great time for them sharing the ball and everything and overall Melo is just a freaking monster coming off the freaking bench you know for him to be able to provide that big of an offensive threat off of the bench is just amazing you know so definitely wanted to go in and shout him out on that you know, it's just, it's just definitely a luxury to have a guy like that that can come off the bench. Uh, Avery Bradley played amazing as well. He ended up coming off. He ended up uh, starting for today. He gives you, a, you know, a certain level of ball pressure, you know, that's going to help out the defense overall and especially execute what Frank Vogel is trying to go in and do. So it's definitely nice to go in and see, uh, see that out there and to see that, that you know, that scheme, that, that uh, you know, his style of play for, Frank, for coach uh, Frank Vogel still works you know it's it's something that can definitely work and can definitely can help out the team moving forward you know and to actually play better defense or you know whatever the case is but overall you can kind of see that it was nice to go in and see that uh, see that change or see see that uh you know see see the scheme work or just kind of overall just kind of have a have a different look you know because overall when you're seeing the same thing over and over again and you're seeing that it's maybe not working you know it's, it's good to just kind of have a change for change sakes if anything you know what i mean so uh, pretty much here, guys, I'm, I'm going to wrap it up I'm, uh, in just a bit here. I do just want to mention the last couple of things um, I mentioned a little earlier ago. It's definitely it's definitely going to be exciting to see Kendrick Nunn come back because he's uh, athletic. He's has, he's a lockdown shooter. I really just want to see what kind of, um, of what, how how good his defense is going to be, because that could be the difference between, you know, him, you know, playing maybe a few more minutes or maybe having closer to 20 something minutes. Same thing with THT. If he has made some improvements on his defense, you know, and he's still pretty the THT that we all know, and maybe has even made improvements on his uh, shooting. Definitely going to be nice to go in and see exactly what that player is going to look like or what that guy is going to look like. And overall, I just want to see what Trevor Ariza looks like now. You know, and after this injury, and after I think he's in we season eight, seventeen or eighteen. You know, so I definitely want to see what he looks like after all this time. Uh, but overall, just going to be exciting to see when they come back and, you know, just to kind of see what this team looks like once they're they're fully healthy. But hey, guys, until um, um, I'm actually going to just kind of wrap it up here, guys, for all you Laker fans or if you're listening to this, of course, you're Laker fans, you know. Uh, but next game is going to be on Tuesday. They take the, the one day off on Monday. They just came off of that back to back and they're going to be playing um, against the Rockets as again uh, on Tuesday. So definitely keep an eye out for that one. Hopefully we can go ahead and double up on them and get two victories, make that five five games to, to three or five wins to three losses. So until next until next time, guys, I hope you enjoyed the podcast. I hope you enjoyed this uh, episode. 
hope you've been enjoying the podcast moving forward and again definitely hit me up on any kind of social media or hit me up and just you know we'll, we'll conversate but hey guys thanks again peace are you in excruciating pain brought on by your son, daughter, or spouse suffering from addiction? You are not alone. If you call Recovery Centers of America today at 1-888-RECOVERY, your whole family can begin to recover. At Recovery Centers of America at Capital Region and Bracebridge Hall, your loved one will be treated with care by expert addiction professionals, while family programming will give you support and healing so that you can recover as well. RCA accepts insurance, provides transportation, and offers intervention services. Call 1-888-RECOVERY now. More than one in three people will face cancer in their lifetime. Unfortunately, fear can stop you from getting your cancer screening, but it won't stop cancer. Early detection can save your life. Don't wait for symptoms to appear to act. Cancer screening is safe, effective, and accessible for everyone, including free or low-cost screening programs. Go to cancerscreeninfo.com right now for free screening resources and recommendations from the American Cancer Society. Don't wait. Early detection can save your life. Go to cancerscreeninfo.com today. Cancer screen info dot com.